tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, AfterBuzzers. Welcome to another Unreal After Show. I'm your host, Sam Davidson. Tonight, we're going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 5, Truth. If you guys haven't done so already, please go on iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, rate, review, subscribe. We really appreciate hearing all the comments you have. And tonight is a very special night because we have a very special guest here in the studio, Mr. Josh Kelly. Who is Jeremy? Hi. <laughs> it's very exciting. I am thrilled. Special. Yeah, I'm probably a little bit more excited than these guys, but they're all right. Do you guys want to introduce yourself? What's going on, guys? Bobby DeMuro. What's going on, guys? I'm Nicholas Grava. So, let's talk about this awesome episode. Yes. I think one of my... I mean, there's only been five, and each one I say it's going to be like one of yeah. my top two. Yeah. But this one is true. It was written really well. There was a lot of storylines going on. What did you guys think? I I had one big problem with it. I will wait until we get there to talk about it. But other than that, I did like a lot of the storylines. <laughs> Bitter Bobby, I like, here we I go. Like, I like it when you start off like that. I'm, I just I have I'm going to be the truth teller here. while y'all can do whatever. It's not your scenes. It's actually a, a, it's Faith's story. But I'll talk about that when we get there. You love Faith. I do love Faith. I know. I loved it. I'm with you. I think this again is built up to I would say one of the best episodes of the season. So I I was really happy with it. Wait till Bobby has to start here. <laughs> tear it apart, just yeah. eviscerate it. With There's this critiques. guy, the guy who plays Jeremy. Here's my deal: um, <laughs> nothing he does on there is believable. No, I'm kidding. Have you uh, ever heard the word hack? <laughs> You did walk in here with a diet Mountain Dew, so. I, I did. You know. <laughs> it was diet, though. Called out right there. Wow. I know, I couldn't help it. Well, Bobby. Yes. Do you have anything to say about Actually, driving? yeah. We'll, we'll do this now, guys. So, because um, we want to get this up top so you guys are hearing it. Obviously, we give you guys a lot of free content here at AfterBuzz TV every week. Hundreds of shows literally all year, including Unreal. Um, and if you want to support us, if you want to help us, one way you can do that is support our sponsors and our partners. One of those sponsors is Mazda. Um, question for y'all. Every one of you, I guess. Uh, does driving matter to you at home? We There are over 4 million miles of road in the U.S. to find out. That is a lot of ground to cover. A lot of highways, freeways, wrong ways, and long ways. And they are all there waiting to be driven on. So, do you take the left turn at Albuquerque, or do you just keep going? Do you wake up early on a Sunday morning for a drive before the traffic does, or do you take the long, winding road home for a change? If driving matters to you... Just get out and drive. Why? Well, because driving matters. Mazda. And thank you to them. Uh, let's talk about the driver of this show, which... I had a Mazda MPV in high school. Did you? It's oh. a multi-purpose vehicle. What does that mean? It's a it's a van, but also an SUV. It's oh. one of the best vehicles ever. Wow. Really? Yeah, Mazda MPV. Was this, was this in 1981? It was in uh, the 60s, 60s? Oh, that was a hell of a time. Yeah, it was a great... <laughs> 
It was a good time to grow up. It was a great time to have a I really need to get your plastic surgeon's number. (laughs) Sleep a lot. Drink even more. (laughs) Well, let's get into tonight's episode, which, like I said, has so many different storylines. So before we get to the juicy stuff, uh, let's start off with one of the smaller storylines, but I thought was one of the most realistic we've seen thus far, is Mary and Shia, this whole producer and then producee. Was it you, Nick, that said that you were expecting Mary to, or was it you, Bobby, to kind of outsmart these people? Um, I think I said something about her career. She's a lawyer, right? Isn't she the one that's a lawyer? I, no, I think Johanna Braddy plays mm-hmm. uh, the the lawyer. I I was expecting some sort of pullback of saying you don't. You've just met these people. You know the producers in general. So these people just mm-hmm. to give all that trust. I was always surprised by that aspect. Yeah, it. I feel like it happens way more, like it, it, way more than you would think it would. Really? Because I think people just they get. I, I talked to someone about it. It's it's. Remember when you were a kid and cameras were rare, and someone brings up a camera, everyone starts acting like girls show their breasts, guys show their butt. Like you do things that you wouldn't do, but it's the allure of the camera. That little the lens just draws you in, and people are willing to trust and go way overboard than what they normally would. And then it becomes their life. The reality... I'm, I am very fascinated with reality TV. Well, and this or is... scripted. This or is... Non, unscripted. Yeah. This is, and, and this is a, a show about the people who do reality. It's not just a quote-unquote normal person who wants to shun a camera or live a private life. These people sought this out. The people on The Bachelor and the real reality show seek this Which out. Which adds another sure. layer of... The, another level of I'm willing to... Yeah. Go there. Go there. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And we really touch upon that in this episode, but like with the Mar- with the Mary and Shia thing, it was upsetting because I, I mentioned before... You know, Mary says she doesn't drink, and but we don't know why. And she says there's a difference between being an alcoholic and not drinking. Mm-hmm. Real fast, Shia got her to got her to turn, and then she switched her pills. That's a messed up. That's jail stuff, which has happened to a friend of mine. <sighs> on no. A production. Yes. Yes. Okay, so they, they didn't switch. The, they stole they, her. They they like took her meds that were meds, like they because they thought that she was abusing. Mm-hmm. Her medicine, yeah, and yeah, that producers really think it, wow. like not even just on reality. This was this is actually yeah. in a movie. Like they producers feel like they're the puppet master, and I mean Kub- Kubrick <laughs> used to mess with his actors, and yeah, it's be it's weird how how far people will go to get their little. Their performance. Mm-hmm. See, to me, that's interesting because we've talked about this on the show saying, and, and we wondered, I guess I'm asking you, do you guys as actors on the show have fun with this because you're portraying the behind the scenes folks? Do you say, you know what, this is how these guys really act? Is this show a representation of a production? I, I, I think, I mean, I think we all take it just, just, we just treat it like any performance. Like it's, it's okay. This is my character. This is his motive, like motivation. And, and that way we don't have to worry about it's the produce. It's our producer. Yeah. <laughs> our producers. <laughs> making us just, but I mean, it's their responsibility to make sure that, that, uh, and they, they're amazing at it. Uh, but to make sure that, that we're playing it the right way. But for us, it's, I think it would be too much to really think about. So yeah. it's, it's mostly just, my character and this is his intention this is what mm. well, do you ever look behind you and you're like whoa me and you are wearing the same outfit camera dude 
I did get a lot of respect from the camp, from the crew. <laughs> <laughs> they they really liked Jeremy. They were like, "You're such a good actor." I was like, "Well, I'm playing a camera guy. I feel like you might be relating a little bit, which is fine. I'll take it." I love it. I love it. Um, okay, so let's then get into Quinn and Chet. Mm-hmm. Briefly, which is a very, very important part of the show in general. And we've had our predictions about how their relationship and what happens with them, how that's going to kind of spiral into something big at the end of the season. I was so happy for her to finally take a stance. And and when I saw when the first meeting with the lawyer was happening, I wasn't sure if she if it was her the other business partner at the time was forcing it or if she was really into it. And then as it started to grow. I was I was team team Quinn during this whole part. I've been waiting for that moment. How could you not be though? I think Chet's yeah. done enough, and, and he's likable because he's kind of goofy. But he's also manipulated and done enough where you're not. We're not supposed to like him, mm-hmm. right? I mean, does it do? Does anybody have any sympathy for Chet? Well, I, I would think you would. You're like Chet's biggest. You are. I am. Fan. He, no. he's a big fan. I'm kind of. Chet. I'm. I'm kind of. Your team, Chet. Chet. <laughs> yeah, I kind of am. What is this? What am I surrounded? The I two just, team, Chet. Listen, the two best looking guys on the panel are <laughs> team, Chet. Let's, let's be real about this. <laughs> let's be unreal about it. Um, uh, I, I've just always liked Craig Bierko. Like, he's such a good actor. I was. I was super stoked when he got cast uh, on when we were actually shooting the series. And so it's hard for me to not be Team Chet. But I think the character does have redeeming qualities. And, and Episode 5 shows the first... I mean, he gives up. Yeah. He's like, yeah. all right, you know what? You're right. I do love you. She does deserve. 40% of mm-hmm. a billion-dollar empire, which means he does, actually. He's just kind of been doing what he knows how to do in, in, in the way that he knows how to do it. He's married, but he loves another woman. And and don't discount, I don't think, the business side of it where he says, is it worth it to me to go to court or negotiate outside or whatever? Or is this the best producer in the business, which is what we keep getting fed as viewers? Mm-hmm. You know what? 40% is a ton. I've already made a ton. 60% or whatever his stake is is still a ton. I'm going to cut my losses, keep her. And he needs her. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. he knows he needs her on his side. Yeah. So yeah. 40% is, yeah. Well, That's worth it to me. Uh, it, but it's easy to say if you had the Chet money to begin with. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Where was this guy, Bill, that, you know, was supposed to be part of the lawsuit that got thrown out very mm. fast, which in turn turned into, you know, something else completely? I said it J. last R. week. Horn's character? Yeah. yeah. He, I mean, Sorry, because I he know. was supposed to have, uh, it was him and Quinn, that right. So where, did, where does that uh, listen, go? Listen, I said him? this last week. He was just a catalyst. I don't. I don't. I mean, you know. I know you don't want to give us a lot of spoilers, although you could. Uh-huh. Um, but I think he's just a catalyst to drive this lawsuit. I don't know if we'll see him significantly later. I think Quinn's got enough interesting storylines within the show, and now still with Chet with the "I love you" on that thing. Why keep bringing Bill back? I want to see what happens with the "I love you" and with the forty percent. Well, there. when he left the room, even after accepting her deal, she you could see she was. Very upset still, she's and I, I don't. She, right, exactly. Is, she's amazing. I'm not just yeah. saying that to sound nice. <laughs> it's so good to watch her. Like, yeah, yeah, she's fantastic. And I, as a woman, like I did feel for her. Even he's such a jerk, and you know, he said, "I'm." What did he say? Like, I'm. He called her kid or something. Kiddo, kiddo. You know, which is like kind of whatever. But it, he, it's like an endear. It was an endearing moment that you really saw that he does. Chet does love her, and then him walk away, and it was sad. Yeah. 
But it's messed up. We shouldn't think that's sad. She just got what she wanted, and it looks like he might leave her alone. I don't know if that's what she wanted, though. I think, yes, like, that's what she was saying she wanted, but I don't... When he left, and she said, this is the first time you said, I love you, like, this is supposed to mean something, and he didn't give her anything back, I think that's truly what she wants. She just wants him. It's like the Han Solo. It's, I love you. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, then you're... Right. You can have... Have the show. (laughs) And it comes right... The kiddo comes right after that. This is the only time you said this. Mm -hmm. You wrote this on this thing. I'm sorry, kiddo. It's such a... And maybe he doesn't intend to do that. You know, Chet's not intending to come off that way, but it's so dismissive, especially when she's in a position of vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And so she says, okay, I got 40%. I got the show. This is fine for my career, whatever. That's not actually the thing I came for two and three weeks ago, but it's where we are now. Mm Got to make do. And and next week we'll do whatever we do with those two. Yeah, I mean... A lot of stuff happens. (laughs) What do you think? Okay, let's see what he says to this. Let's see what Josh says to this. So I think that Chet's going to die. I've said it a couple times. Uh Because they keep on putting little, you know... just He doesn't have any health problems, does he? Have they alluded to that? You know, a couple times they've alluded to some health and drug issues. So, you know... I think it's a definite possibility, but I don't know. And if and if that happens, then you know Quinn's character is gonna be so devastated, and it's just interesting. That is, I don't know. What do you have anything to say about that? <laughs> I I I wouldn't want to get rid of Craig Bierko on a on a show. Yeah. He's 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 just too good. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it's... I think he offers something really... For the storyline, he offers a lot of pushback for Quinn. And mm-hmm. something that, you know, he's the above authority. So without him, it would really change the dynamic of that storyline, which I think would be challenging. And again, yeah, he is entertaining to watch on there and does offer a lot of things for it. So I think... I don't know if I agree with that or see that coming. I don't know. I mean, he is... He's like kind of... He's kind of like the godfather, though. So I guess, you know, you can't kill him. <laughs> Not until the end. Not until the third. The third. The third, yeah. There needs to be three more seasons to check, guys. So, all right, let's get into what this show is really, this episode specifically, was mainly about, which was the Faith storyline, which is why I'm so surprised, Bobby, you did not love this episode. Can you do I'd he like to hear what problem. you have to yeah, say. Okay. Let's just get into it. Just I, yeah. I have spent a day or two in the South in my life. Mm-hmm really longer than a day or two. I've spent a lot of time in the South. The South is very conservative. The South is very socially conservative. This, I think, was too stereotypical. I'm going to get torn away from my church. My entire family is going to disown me. Everything bad is going to happen to me. And I'm not saying that it's not incredibly difficult to come out in the South, but I am saying it's not that cut and dry. They kept going over the top about Mississippi and the Deep South, and it's so conservative here, and this is going to be so terrible, and this is going to ruin my life. I know that somebody coming out is going to have those feelings, but I kept getting hit with it again and again and again. And I'm saying, wait a second. I know a lot of people who have come out in the South, and there has been pushback. Not everybody's like, oh, hey, this is great. But it's not what you would think. And I have a feeling, and we'll never know now, but had she, had Faith, finished that speech on the microphone, mm. there would have been gasps and shocks, and Gran would have done, you know, been shocked a little bit, but it wouldn't have been nearly as bad as she thought. And I just, I don't know, I felt it was a little too stereotypical, and I hate it when people take the South and say, this is what it is, this is, everybody is the same down there, this is how it is. It's not, it's not that black and white. That's, that's my one issue with this episode. Okay, that's I, fair. I think you're right and wrong. Like, yeah, I, I, 
I do. I mean, I think yes. Ideally, on the reality show of Unreal, it would have been better if Faith had finished it, and then she. I don't think her parents would have been like disowned her, and really, and that is really like the important thing is to kind of let people know. But that, for storytelling wise, for the for the for the episode, it had to happen that way. Oh, and, and I'm not I'm not mad she didn't finish it. And I understand yeah. the trope of doing that and why you would say you know you have to go to the south for this. If you go yeah. to New York City for this, oh well, if I come out, everybody's yeah. going to be mad. Yeah. It's like what are you talking you get about? A party. You got to go to Mississippi. <laughs> uh, but it just coming from the south, it's like damn it, that is so stereotypical, and it's not the case. I think it is more of a case than, for sure than than most people living in Los Angeles or New York, hundred percent, right. or right. Chicago. Actually, want to acknowledge because we we feel like we're away. I, I my parents live. I lived in Columbus, Georgia. I was yep. stationed at Fort Benning, and and my parents retired there. And uh, we were talking about. And I love my parents. They're 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 super. They're super loving people, but they are stuck in certain ways. And we were talking. I was talking on the on on the ride over here. Actually, I swear I'm not making this up. <laughs> Uh, about how coincidental and how cool it was that the episode came out when, uh, when, uh, right after the Supreme Court's ruling on, yeah. and, and I was like, and it's so cool. And they were like, well, you know, but the, they illegally, and I was like, well, now they legally did it because that's the law now, and that is the law. And, yeah. and they do, they, it's so funny that they, they are the nicest people in the world, but it's just stuck in their head that, Marriage is man and a woman. I'm like, well, why? Why is marriage man and a woman? And for them, they're like, well, and they do. They have. They're, they're like, well, we have gay friends, and we just <laughs> marriage is man and a woman. Like yeah. civil unions. I'm like, well, and it's it's and this in the South, it's more supportive. It's just it's more supported rather. Uh, it's just easier for them to. They're stuck. Oh, they're sure. more stubborn. And, and when you're on a TV show, you can't. You got 44 minutes. You got a lot of things to do. You can't say, "Well, here are the nuances of gay marriage in the South. Right? Yeah, here are the yeah, nuances yeah. of same-sex relationship." So I understand the reason you do that. But every time I see it, it's not. And it's not this show. Unreal is not alone in the way they portray the South. And they didn't do it egregiously bad. But it's enough for me coming from there to be like, "Damn it, <laughs> it's more nuanced than this." I wish somebody would make it more nuanced than that. But it's tough to do when you I think really tell the story. I think it would have minutes. to be a specific show. Yeah. like that would have to be an the entire thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and that way you would be able to incorporate yeah. it, as you said, nuance. And I'm not from Mississippi, so I guess I would probably take it a little more personally if it were Mississippi. If it were North Carolina, I would say, "Damn it, this is unacceptable." <laughs> but even so, it doesn't matter. Just that whole South thing. And I worry. The only thing I worry about. Last point, because I don't want to harp on this, because mm-hmm. there's a lot there. But the the Los Angeles, the New York, the coasts. You know, the quote unquote flyover states are one thing. The coasts. I worry that in LA and New York, people see this and that they say, "Oh, the damn South." Uh, They're all yeah. backwards. And it's like, no, a ton of them are. There's a ton. Of, the South has more pushback on same-sex marriage than anywhere. Yeah. But a ton of them are not. <laughs> you know, that's the one thing I worry about, about how it gets portrayed. Right. And it's not unique to Unreal. Well, that that makes sense to me. You know, at the same time, like, there probably are towns like that. And yeah. so, you know, what happens is they do it a bit differently than The Bachelor, which I appreciate uh, this episode because he gets to choose who... Adam gets to choose whose hometown he goes to first, and he chooses Faith because Rachel had secretly told him not to. <laughs> so he did... And she did that on purpose, so he would choose Faith. Yeah. Reverse psychology. 
pretty classic. Classic Bugs yeah. Bunny. Bugs Bunny 101. Classic crazy. You know, so they go and Rachel sees a spark between Faith and her best friend Amy, who's been taking care of her grandmother. And but we find out, you know, Faith's really never been kissed. She's never had sex. And they Rachel has been trying to convince Faith to lose it to Adam before she realized that she was a lesbian. Which is you know, very messed up. Can we? How old do we think Faith is? Fifty. <laughs> you know, I think I think they're all early to mid twenties, except for Mary. Most are all you know twenty four. Yeah, 25. I'd say yeah. mid twenty, mid thirty. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we you love Faith. We all she's my girl. Faith. Yeah, and she wasn't hiding being a lesbian. She didn't really realize she was a lesbian. Until right. yeah. Rachel kind of like took her on her lesbian like spirit journey, and you know, good for her. And Rachel tried to do a lot of good things in this episode to be a good person, basically for you and get the show. Yeah, yeah. But you know, you were with, and I mean, you as Jeremy uh, with Rachel when they go to the south, and she kind of wanted to impress you, you know, Jeremy. <laughs> And she, I think, and we've said this, and we've had a lot of people talk about it online, if she's, like, really a good person or a bad person or what are her well, intentions. Okay, so I, that's what I always, I always want, like, I think it's really common, but I was so, there was one moment when Faith said something or did, or I don't know if she did something or what, and, and Rachel sort of tapped you, and it, usually that means, like, get this on camera, but instead mm-hmm. it was just, like, look at, like, when appreciate she, this good moment. When she kissed Amy. Was that, and I was just, that was me being like, yes, she is good. I really want her to be good. I'm banking on that. That's, well, that's why Jeremy likes her. Like, he, yeah. in the beginning, like, he talks, cause he, he's af- afraid of what it does to her. Cause she had the meltdown in the first one, mm-hmm. and that, and in the flashback of the first episode. Um, and, and he knows that she's good. He know, and he wants her to be good and she wants to be good, but also she's good at being bad. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what a lot of people deal with in life. You know, it's like, I'm really good at this. Yeah. And it's positive reinforcement, whether it's the bribes or whatever, True. or just advancing in her career and getting the respect there. That does matter to, to Rachel, even though she's, you know, you can make the argument she's still kind of dead inside from it. It still matters to her. She likes to do it. Mm-hmm. So, and I think with Rachel, the good or bad thing, we really see it. We see it every episode, but we really see it today because the extremes came out. Super, super bad. Don't out a human. You know, don't do this. This is terrible. You're going to do it on national TV. You're going to affect your life a lot. And then it swings totally good. Yeah. She kind of rescues the thing with Adam's help at the end. Yeah. But she rescues the thing. And not only that, you visibly see her moved, I think, for the first time. Has she cried? I don't well, know. to her mother. She cried yeah. to her mom, but that she was a little bit the final, different. The final scene of the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she, you love that scene, don't you, That is a judge. risky, risque. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I mean, I, 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 when I was like, oh, they actually got away with it. <laughs> they actually put it on. Yeah, there's a lot of moments in this show where I'm like, whoa, this should be on HBO. <laughs> like, this is crazy. Yeah. So, you know, Faith decides to not come out. And Adam saves her, in a way, mm-hmm. with Rachel, which makes him more human as well. Yeah, yeah. Or it validates how much he cares about Rachel because he knew Rachel would be affected by this. Yeah. She was affected by it. So I, don't, I still don't know if he's a good... When he first showed up to Faith's house, her friend, at first I was like, is he going to hook up with the friend or That's something? That's what I said, yeah. That's where my mind went first. Um, but yeah, I still don't know if he's good or if he just cares about Rachel. That's actually interesting to hear. Um 
Yeah, I don't know. Um, and and don't Crom- dis- you can't you can't count on a Cromwell. That's all. <laughs> and, and don't True. discount too that he had to find out that faith wasn't into him, and there's no chance for him, and there's nothing he was going to get physical or otherwise. Mm-hmm. So then he was like, "Hey, if she's nothing to me in this transaction, okay, what can I, can I help get her. out of it? Yeah, mm-hmm. now I can help her. And if I can help her, and maybe I get something out of Rachel." True. Okay. You know, if, if, if it was not a lesbian story, if Faith had had something else going on, uh-huh. but she was still physically attracted to him, maybe he would have spun it another way and not been the good guy, but been like, well, hey, what can I, can I get some, actually right. some, or can I get something else? In exchange. Yeah. I don't know. I, he's very hard to read, and I just... He's British. I was going to say the exact same thing. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> British and very attractive. So for me, I'm like, what do you guys mean? He's a good person. I don't know about the attraction, but British for sure. Um, You clearly haven't seen Pitch Perfect. Yeah. (laughs) No, I have not. Well, that is a damn shame. (laughs) And Pitch Perfect 2 as well. Just as good. I haven't seen it yet. I liked one. Oh, no. Two's fantastic. Anyways. See what you did? Mm -hmm. You're going to need to own that one. Mm -hmm. This situation here. What? I'm just <laughs> What'd you do? Just these two talking about Pitch Perfect. I know. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what? We're oh, actually, down. I have something before I'm we move on from that yes. scene. Yes. Uh, Chicken stuff. <laughs> when Rachel was tr- was said to Faith, she was like, just say it once out loud. Did anyone's mind think, like, that's a, she wants a soundbite. She wants a sound clip mm-hmm. of it. And I'm like... I think it's... I think it become, like, when, when you're... You know... Uh, your job, you, you're working your mm-hmm. job, it becomes a part of your personality. It's, it's almost a subconscious thing. It's not, True. you know, and so even when you're being good, you're mm-hmm. subconsciously doing your job. Yeah. Isn't that what, what Shia and then Quinn realized? Like, wait a second, real life, lawsuit, produce Chet. Yeah. Act like it's your job. Yeah. You know, and Quinn didn't realize that at first. And then when she said, oh, I can produce him, it took 10 seconds. That's yeah. how good they are. Yeah. 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 What'd you say? She could uh, get someone to jump off a cliff or something. Oh, Legally, I love of that. course. Yeah. And we're somewhere. actually last night. You could night get a, happy person, a perfectly happy person to jump off a mm-hmm. bridge. You're that great of a producer. Yeah. I swear, I think The Bachelorette and Unreal are somehow working together. Because last night of The Bachelorette, some guy was crying so hard after he was dumped that it looked that, like he mm. was going to jump off the cliff. And he was like, ah, looking at the ocean. And and then a producer walked on and kind of was like, you okay, dude? What's do I, I that scene last what? night. I, I was going to say, do, and does anyone on, on the cast or behind, is it like, do you guys watch The Bachelor or The Bachelorette? Do you guys have a knowledge of it? My girlfriend watches The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. I had never watched it before. Um I researched uh reality like production, but I didn't I didn't watch The Bachelor. Probably should have in hindsight. <laughs> um, but uh I feel like I did a good enough job. Um and uh so we've uh through social media a bunch of bachelorettes and and have become friends with me and we've like gone to brunch and stuff. Really? And they cool. are super fans of Unreal. Like, wow. They're like, it is so like, and not that the show was at all based on that show, starting with a B and ending with a LR. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's called Everlasting. It's a suitor. He's not a bachelor. Um, so, uh, but there are some similarities and, those people have, ha- and it's it's been really fascinating getting to meet wow. some of these women and have them really enjoy the show and like it and and tell us that it's it's just as 
it's maybe not even as as far fetched. That has crazy. to be. That's got to be the biggest compliment because we wonder about that every week. Yeah. We say, "Would this really happen? Does this really happen?" You guys, you as an actor, you deal with narrative sets, so you're not on a bachelor set in real yeah. life. So to hear it from the people who have been on those sets, that's got to be like we're doing okay, mm-hmm. and maybe we should even yeah. go further. That's yeah. what I'm saying. And so to say that it's not even that, like it's wow. crazy. And then that's what the thing is. If I had seen it's The Bachelor before, I wouldn't have thought that we were going too far mm-hmm. and it, it, it is it is what happens on on these shows i i, I mean i i don't know if you guys i've i've been telling this story a bit um right before i auditioned for the show i became friends with someone that was on a reality show and i rewrote i was taking a psych class at the time on like online college just for fun snits and giggles um and uh, I rewrote my thesis paper after she told me all this stuff. I was and I wrote my thesis paper on how uh, reality shows would be illegal if they were done as psychological experiments. The APA would just never. But throw some cameras, get a waiver, you can do anything you want. You can mess with people like anyway. Yeah. And it and and so that it it was really cool that this show came around and I auditioned because you know you do better when you care about. Obviously, it makes sense, but. Uh, I'm really happy to be a part of the show because it's, it, it is a fascinating subject to me. It's, people really are allowed to do anything. Mm-hmm. You throw some cameras it's on. It's insane. I'm actually real surprised it hadn't been done before. I know this, the, the satire was out there, the Burning Love and yeah. the kind of the comedies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Which I'm is su- amazing, by the well, yeah, way. Yeah, Burning Love's great. It's hilarious. But I'm surprised they didn't do a serious one like this before. Like a, a newsroom for... Yeah, yeah. I, I was expecting actually to be Higher a little funnier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was expecting a little more comedy and a little less gravity. And once I got into it, I was like, okay, this is this is what it should be. This is good. I think it was supposed to be like, I think, because they hired me to be funny originally. <laughs> and then I was, I was like, I don't think this is a comedy anymore. I feel this is pretty dark. <laughs> but sure. Well, I'm sure that the producers and the writers and everything had to deal with how is this going to... It can't be that funny because it can't be Burning Love, which is still, to this day, one of my favorite. I want them to do another one. Like, I, I love it. At the same time, though, I feel like why people have not done this yet is because I've I've watched The Bachelor and The Bachelorette since I was 12. And mm. to, four I know. Four years ago? Yeah, four years ago. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. <laughs> and to, you know, think that this whole time everything me and my mom have been watching together is this freaking messed up is yeah. like a really dark place to take people and that I I mean I'm a very sensitive person I don't want to have been watching so like all these people's lives you don't want to feel like you're a part of it right exactly. that's the whole point point of the show is like Jeremy the, the camera guy he's that's his thing that's, everyone has their little boundaries and they're like well, I'm not really a part of it I'm not and mm-hmm. I'm just doing my job yeah. and and then you tuning in you're right. just doing your job I'm just hey I'm just it's rela- it's relief it's relaxing it's fine I'm not really creating this Yeah it's dark it's crazy And it is and in the back of everyone who's watched the bachelor and bachelorette religiously they know I'm like this is terrible but it's so entertaining and I actually showed the show to my mom who was in town last week and I was like and she you know loves the bachelor and bachelorette mm-hmm. She was really upset by the show. <laughs> I think that's what, it, like, a lot of people, I, I only know now when I go back and I'm watching reality TV, like, it's only been a couple of years with it. It's in the, even like with, we cover the Kardashians, and it's only come to a certain point when I'm like, okay, this is all fake. They know there's cameras here. This is pro, you know what I mean? Like, 
I think there's still a good amount of people that take this for exactly what it is and think it's 100% real, don't see the negative pro- producing things behind the scenes. They just think it is what it is, and they're just watching people in front of cameras. For me, it's the part that, like you said, like when people are, when the producers are doing things, that's what makes me feel almost guilty as a viewer when I think, oh my gosh, am I, even the people that buy the tabloids type of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I believed... I actually, yeah. a, a long, long time ago, I remember thinking, my, like, justifying The Bachelor I, uh, several years ago. I was like, well, you know, how many people do you date? Like, how many people do you date? And if you're actually trying to find love, if you have a group of 30 people that are hand-selected, in my, in my naive mind, I was like, <laughs> that are hand-selected, that are awesome for you, <laughs> then right. maybe you will actually be able to find the person you you love. And I didn't think about the fact that they're not, they're not just like, this is why movies, my dad used to get mad about watching uh, military movies. He'd go, ah, that would never happen. And then uh, after I got out of the military, I started noticing, I was like, that would never happen. (laughs) It's a movie though. You have to have, it has to be entertaining. Otherwise, yeah, we could just like, it would just be boring to have a camera watching people do, everyone gets along. Yeah. yeah. No one's tuning into that. <laughs> and look, the first season of Real World or one of these first reality shows mm-hmm. 20 years ago, at that point, I assume you had to produce the hell out of it because it was brand new. You're like, well, you're going to be you on camera, but we have to do something interesting, so here's what we need to do. Mm-hmm. I think after so many generations of these shows, people who go on The Bachelor or Bachelorette or anything else now, it's not just that you have to produce them. They go on ready to be produced. They go on to be the star. They go on to play the role. Yeah. Some of them may come on like a Faith here who's very ignorant, just being herself. What do you mean we have to do this? But I think a lot of them go on and say, this is the character I'm going to play. I I'm know that I'm typecast. I'm the stars. Exactly. Is, I'm using this. I, I mean, I did watch, the. I have watched The Bachelor at recently and yeah, there was a guy leaving while he's leaving is like, I would be the perfect bachelor. Like oh, yeah. mm-hmm. he he didn't do it to find love. He did mm-hmm. it to become the bachelor. And uh, and I mean that's becoming it's changing the paradigm of what reality shows are. They're they're not just and people think they can win. That's and our show talks about that. It's, no one the show wins. Right. Yeah. The show will always win. But that's what's dangerous is because these people think they can win. They don't believe they're being taken advantage of, or maybe they're not being taken advantage of because they're pushing stuff yeah. more than producers. That's what gets so scary because a, a generation ago you say, "Well, these producers are overreaching." Now because it's so ubiquitous in this culture, the people are doing this. Producers, and I don't know this, but perhaps producers are saying, "Oh my, you're the perfect person. You do you. Right. It's gonna work out." That's almost worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because those people, those contestants, then don't draw the line when the camera goes off. Mm. That still is who they are. True. Yeah, I mean it, it's a vicious cycle, and it's it, and it's complicated. And I love that Unreal is tackling yeah. this kind of like taboo thing that not really a lot of people talk about. What these people are really like, what happens to them, and you know, Rachel is a character. This producer. She has two big love. She's very torn, especially in this episode. And because, so, you know, we find out that what happens is that she, after Faith gets on stage and tries to come out, and then you realize she's just not ready, Amy, her friend isn't ready, is just going to fail and it's going to be terrible. You know, uh, Adam runs up and <laughs> looks like he's proposing, but he's just asking her to stay. Another <laughs> I thought he was going to propose. I'm like, where's this bring us? No, Jesus. <laughs> And, you know, so they kind of save her. And at this point, Adam and Rachel are protecting Faith. They're both on Team Faith. Um, and so Rachel calls Jay to, you know, kind of reason with him, saying, do you know what it felt like coming out? 
say like don't let these logs be seen they keep you know destroy them whatever mm-hmm. you have to do and he gives them to chet because he just like can't stop kissing his ass jay's dirty man even without the ass kissing to chet jay's dirty and i like it yeah he's mm-hmm. low-key really not a good dude and and that's cool but he keeps it low-key though he's yeah. like oh i'm mm-hmm. chill no you're not <laughs> yeah. i never got I, I never got to watch any of those scenes really when they were shooting and i i i really am enjoying seeing the 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 conference or the control room mm-hmm. scenes and uh yeah, Jeff, Jeffrey is Jeffrey Bauer Chapman. Yep. He's so good. He's so good at Je- the the scene in the limo in episode like oh yeah, yeah. three or whatever. Oh, yeah. he's, he's he's a really good he, actor. He's he's he almost literally slithers in like a snake. Mm-hmm. And he's real smooth. He's got that look to him. His head's always kind of cocked. He's got a real smooth you know intonation with his voice. And you're like, this dude is not. <laughs> but I'm so happy they have. A, a character like that on yeah. there because mm-hmm. on a film set behind the scenes some, a, a low-key producer trying to work his way up or get seen in any way looking for himself I mean as if that's not fairly realistic too. I, just, I just remembered something that's coming up in one of the episodes you guys are <gasps> you, guys you are, can uh, feel free just share no go idea. ahead is Adam uh, gonna have sex with him too? <laughs> nobody nobody you guys, it, we, we, I remember when we read Freddie and I because Freddie and I were roommates in Vancouver and we read the episode together at the same time, and I was like, <gasps> "Page forty-three. What? what page are you on? What page are you on?" And he was like, "I'm on 40. And I was like, hmm, you got three pages, "Bro, you got it three pages. You're gonna." And we were, he was just like, "Oh no, oh, it is." It, I mean, we and we were on we were on the show. <laughs> we were. Oh, wow. I'll amazed. tell you what. I'll make you deal. We'll log this card. Put yeah. a new one yeah. in. And then we can give it to you after the show. You can do whatever you want. Uh, you can tell us what happens. Your mics are off. <laughs> As we can hear it on our headphones. All right. So basically, Rachel and Adam have their first super almost kiss. Right? But she says to him, you're my friend, right? You're my only friend right now. So, And you can tell she wants it. And she wants to know that he wants it, too. I don't know. For the first time, I really questioned that. I always thought it. But after your scene with... I, I just... I feel like the reason she didn't want it was because of your character. Uh-huh. And because that... And then that leading to a, the ending yes. scene when, like, that's the only thing for her right now. That's it. And Adam came on real forcefully, just putting both hands yeah. around her, kind of trapping her in. And doing... That's a specific choice. And when he did that, I was like, this is not... I don't feel safe anymore for Rachel. Uh-huh. I feel a little... I know nothing's going to happen, really. That would be a real turn. But I'm still a little concerned. I think he felt he deserved it. That's why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well... I don't know. I mean, this is the thing. I've never really thought that much about Adam's character. I thought about Jeremy's opinion of Adam's character. Mm-hmm. That sounds so actory. Adam, Adam's, <laughs> but that, that is all I really have thought Adam's about. Adam's character hasn't thought about Adam's character either. There's not a ton going on. I think there. I think he actually does. I, I mean, he's conf- he's 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 working. He's looking for looking out for himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, you know, he doesn't have any strings. So why not? And. uh uh, you can't really fault him. I guess you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> you can fault him. Yeah. Well, you know. But she's conflicted yeah. because yeah. she does. I mean, she did me wrong. Mm. She did me wrong. Okay, so can we talk about that? I like. Yeah. What the hell happened, Jeremy? Yeah. See, it makes you nervous. What <laughs> happened? <laughs> My diet mountain. <laughs> but you know. Okay, so let's talk about Rachel and Jeremy, mm-hmm. which is. A very central point of the show. However, it's not covered as much. It le- they, they leave a lot to our imagination about what happened with them. 
Do you know mm-hmm. it, it's oh in Mexico? Yeah. Dot yeah. dot dot. Constantly. That's never a good story in Mexico. Yeah. No. I know. <laughs> I got arrested one time and they planted drugs on me. I swear to God. Oh, I Wait, believe really? Were you on that? Were you on that National Geographic show? <laughs> no. Locked up abroad or whatever? Oh, I, no, see I almost was apparently. <laughs> Rachel is lucky what? she did not get locked up abroad. Yeah. I no, mean, my, my buddy. She was and I, yeah. Uh, Where Mex- were you in Mexico? TJ. Mm. See, there you go. We weren't doing anything wrong, though. Yeah, but matter. that's the problem. Just trying to well, get home. That's like, the, that's like easy pickings <laughs> just down try, I know. You gotta I know. go deeper. I had like long curly hair, was fat, and <laughs> just got out of the army. I was like, <laughs> life is great. And they were like, ha <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, can you really tell us at all about like what actually went down in Mexico? I think, I mean, I think the important part about Jeremy and Rachel is they were best friends. Like, they worked together and they got along. Like they they made jokes, they kind of made fun of their job. You know, you know, like that person. Like when you're when you're working, you don't really want to be doing this, uh, right. and you find that person that you just get along with. And they always kind of toyed around with maybe dating. This is at least what I, mm-hmm. and this is partially what I think the writers also and the creator uh, thought. Um, and so Mexico was. Crazy set, like going to a crazy place, uh, and magic night, and it turned into, oh, we're just gonna hook up, but then it was, shit, do we, I don't know if I can, I apologize. No, you absolutely can't. Absolutely. Uh, (laughs) We might actually be in love. And it was a crazy, and then when that happens, you start thinking, like, well, what do I want with my life? And, what am I going to do? And should I do this? Shouldn't I do this? And I think it made, in some ways, it made both of them go a little off the deep end. Because Jeremy was willing to be with her. And Rachel wanted to be able to be with Jeremy. Mm. But she just wasn't. And because she, she's doing a job that she feels terrible about. Satan's asshole. Yeah. One of the best lines on on TV, I think. Should be a meme, by the way. This job is Satan's asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they were friends, became more than friends, and then, and then, and he, and she, he tried to get in touch with her, and she just, she, which can't fault. Oh, I guess you can. I don't know. I'm, I'm too nice. I'm very forgiving. You're very forgiving. Uh, yeah, she had to have her space. Yeah. And then he moved on. Or back. Yeah. You know, because your uh, Jeremy's now fiance is his ex girl. It was a girlfriend. Yeah. He was dating her before. Right. This mm. Rachel thing yeah. happened, and he, he broke up. I think he. I think he broke up, but I don't know. It hasn't officially been written. I yeah, think yeah, he yeah. kind of broke up on again, off again when he hooked up with Rachel. Yeah, they leave that a lot to the imagination, which I feel like kind of you know makes the audience want to create their own story, which mm-hmm. is always fun. But not on again, off again. Once fiance. The moral issue here for Jeremy. When he hooks up with Rachel. And the interesting thing to me is he hooks up with Rachel and says, I can't, I can't. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, you're finally going to say, I'm engaged. It wasn't nope. that. Nope. It wasn't that at all. Mm-hmm. Nope. It's not about It's not about Lizzie. Mm-hmm. This is fiance. Which we knew. We've That's got a good point, actually. That. I didn't even really yeah. consider yeah. that. Yeah. Wow. wow where's I think your that's such a great line. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. I can't, I can't, because I know how this starts. Yeah. And I know how to mm-hmm. It's It's... It's not. A, it's, he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't feel guilt about Lizzie because he wants to be with Rachel. He does, but he knows that she's bad for him. Yeah, 
Ooh, you guys need to tune in. <laughs> the next couple episodes. I mean, oh. Wow. Oh, man. Listen, guys. Us girls can be crazy. <laughs> no. But at the same time, something else had to happen in Mexico besides Jeremy and the white wine that made her, like, literally, you know, do Grand Theft Auto, ruin the entire show, basically, and go and spoil it, wasted. Like, something else had to be the catalyst for that. I'm sure you can't tell us, but... It, I feel like it was a lot of it was her just her her job. We see how her job gets to her, and I think like it had it's clearly the end of that season. She had been doing whatever she was doing for that long, and I think I think all things, it was like the perfect storm type of thing. Broke the camel's back, yeah. Like, and isn't it maybe this is too esoteric? But Rachel to do that job that she does, she has to remove herself mentally, emotionally, psychology from it, mm-hmm. psychologically from it. So when she starts to feel for Jeremy after Mexico, when one feeling comes in. All the feelings come in. I think you're spot on with and, that one. And then, and then even the next step, like when one feeling comes in and you start talking about your future, she says, well, wait a second. Future, mm. what am I doing here? Yeah. And it gets triple worse. Is you know? this what I want to do? Yeah. Like, can yeah. I? Yeah. I'm with you. I, I mean, it, it seems as though she has two options in her mind. One is to continue to live the life she's living. The other is to go run off into the sunset with Jeremy to New York. Yeah. And, like, work on films and stuff. Mm-hmm. You and, indie people. Yeah, and she, she, she <laughs> mentioned, yeah, Vassar today. She was like, if my friend's from Vassar, and and it was also a weird moment. I just want to touch upon it, and I wish, wish we could have seen more of it, that bonfire with Jeremy, Rachel, and Adam all sitting oh, there. Oh, we shot mm. so much fun stuff. Ah, it's, I wish shows could just be four hours long. Yeah. <laughs> there really are so many good takes, and st- uh, they cut a lot. Yeah, it, it did seem like that because I was like, whoa, this is crazy. The three of them together alone drinking in front of a bonfire. Like, I want to see more of that because you could tell that you two guys were uncomfortable, but she was drunk, I think. Mm. And that happened, you know, all we saw was the psychiatrist, um, Wagerstein, say, I'm worried about Jeremy and you're drinking. And then, you know, we see Jeremy and her drinking. Yeah. But I just really would like to see more of that. But there's too many. I don't think she's characters. drinking though. She rejected the drink. Yeah, because I offered her a beer, mm-hmm. and and I don't. But that was after. I think and she was, was just she was in like a like a sounds kind of lame, but in a just a just a natural high. Like she felt really good for once with what she did with her life like Mm -hmm. in her job and to be spending time with um, Adam and Jeremy yeah Yeah. and she gets to see like where will the fire go yeah it's going somewhere (laughs) because it's here it was pretty amazing and um, that scene in the barn uh, one of those scenes that I'm talking about that could have been on HBO (laughs) and yeah that was getting steamy and further and further I didn't know how far it was going to be going yeah we watched it we we all watched it together yesterday we did uh, like a cast tweeting thing and uh, I forgot how graphic it was (laughs) (laughs) where's your hand (laughs) yes that's yeah yeah. well you know i'm not gonna lie i'm glad the show went there i i the sarah really pushed that scene she really wanted us to uh um, like it she wanted because it's like how how are rachel and jeremy going to for the first time Mm -hmm. on the show hookup Mm -hmm. they've had all this build up and build up and I can't be around you and I can't be good you're not traveling that's great blah 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 blah. and if they are going to do it it's going to be an explosion and and so and we we pushed it as far as we could with with 
And Lifetime, Lifetime's been awesome. They've, they've been very... I mean, obviously, you saw the scene. It's pretty... Yeah. yeah. Pretty, pretty <laughs> I, I was graphic. more impressed, actually, with Lifetime. Not that this wasn't impressive, mm-hmm. but the first scene when she's in the bunk and the first time at the yeah, start yeah, show, yeah. in pretty graphic porn uh-huh. on that thing. Mm-hmm. When that came up, I was like, that is actually maybe a little more impressive because that's straight simulation. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's yeah. as explicit as it gets on TV. They're, I mean, they're... And I, I, what I love about it is it's, it's not necessarily... I, I mean, obviously, it's graphic, or but it's just honest. Like, it's, yeah. they're mm-hmm. being more honest about uh, the relationships that people have in this specific world, uh, you know. Uh, and I feel like that's what makes a show good, any show. Like, as long mm-hmm. as you're honest with – I mean, obviously, you're going to be good actors and storytellers and blah, blah, blah. But one of the biggest flaws is when people aren't honest about the world that it's living in. Mm-hmm. And they're being very honest. Right. And yeah. it's 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 refreshing, and I love it. I'm I'm really I'm I'm super stoked about the show, and very proud of it. Well, I think it comes across. We see that from all of the characters. Of even as good as they are, and as bad as they are, you sort of it's hard to judge. Like even with Rachel, like she does a lot of bad things, but yet, like I'm still a fan of Rachel because I feel like it's just a real person going through things, mm-hmm. not just like the you know villain in Life's the show. Tough, yeah. yeah. Right. Life is tough, and most people do things they don't want to do. Right. Yeah, uh, they're just not on TV. You yeah, know, everyone <laughs> makes mistakes. They're not on a TV show or on a reality show, whatever it is. So it's we really are getting an inside look in these characters. And everybody's human. That's kind yeah. of the awesome thing. The bad people can be good and the good people can be bad. Like how we saw Chet today, in a way. To see yeah. him have a bit of humanity, it, it just it makes everybody kind of... It's an even playing field watching this show. The episode ended on two high points, which one we just... Well, we discussed the first one for Rachel. The se- Rachel's really just <laughs> like... Um, hey, she's, she's living in a grip truck. I yeah. know, that's true. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta have some fun. Will yeah. she ever leave the grip truck the whole season? That's what I'm yeah. really wondering. Tune in. <laughs> so, you know, we find out that like her heart is really with Jeremy. and Her heart and other things, you know. Uh, but then I just want to quickly talk about the Mary thing at the end mm-hmm. because I was like, that is freaking scary. She's freaking me out. So is it because her pills got switched and she started drinking that all of a sudden she's like, here I am. I'm like, who? And also she's just getting it. She's falling into the show. Yeah. And that's what happens. Like these people just go. It's like an exaggeration of yourself mm-hmm. with any reality show, uh, I think. I guess. I mean... That's what I... I mean, even when it didn't... Was it Jay? Someone said it was in regards to something else. They said the show is a mirror. It's just going to show these people for what they are. The pills... Um, I was kind of questioning, too. Okay, so what were the pills exactly doing compared to why now is she okay to drink and also having this, you know, unique personality that she's bringing on? But as a viewer watching a show, it's like, where are we going to go with this and what is going to be happening? Am That's- I- Am I the only one who's curious, and you probably know a little bit more than we do, but <laughs> just, just another page, or you're on page 43, we're on page 40. Mm-hmm. Um, am I the only one who thought that Mary, about the abuse and all that stuff, might not be telling the truth? Now that you just said that, as you were saying it, I was like, I know what he's saying, and I, wow, you might be right. She's got, I mean, you know this better than us. You cast people for a reason. You cast looks for a reason. Mm-hmm. She's got an evil look. They make her look, mm-hmm. they make her look sinister in a way. I don't think she's the most evil person on the show by far, but they make her look a certain way for a certain reason. That show at huh. the end sealed it for me. She had this really sexy scene, but there was a real dark oh, yeah. undertone to it. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe she's not coming all the way honest with us here. 
the next episode will answer that question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not kidding. Uh, no. Okay. Can we have you on again to vindicate <laughs> me every week? <laughs> hey, uh, you were right. Uh, this, this is why I do the opposite for him. Can we get a sound so clip not. of that? Jesse, can you record that? Just so we have a clip of you saying that I'm right. We'll, you were right. Okay. You, 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 you were right. You, you were right. You were right, 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 right. Oh, my God. Well, that basically concludes tonight's episode. Let's get into some predictions. Mm. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Talk about Sinister. You sit and watch, Josh, and then we're going to look at your face as we (laughs) say the Oh, that's good. Okay, yeah. I got to kind of lean. I just made my prediction. Mary's line. (laughs) I feel better about it because of what... You know your reaction. So I think you. it will be answered. I'm not saying which right. way it will be mm-hmm. answered, but okay. I think right. you will feel more sated after this next episode. I can take that. I think this is a longer. Pre- I mean, it's not. I, I think most of us might have this prediction. Uh, I think Jeremy and Rachel are. I think Lizzie's going to be out of the picture by the end of the season. I think it's Jeremy and Rachel. That is it. They're going to be together, not Adam. I think that I think you'll give in. I think you'll see the good side again. You'll get into whatever happened in Mexico, that attraction, that na- like it's just too much to be war- unless you guys aren't going to be working together. But if you're working together all the time and you feel that way and it's happened before, I think it will happen again. Huh? What do you think? <laughs> I, I, I think you guys are going to like the show. It's, you, you really are. It's well, cool. We love. I'm so happy to be show. on a good show. It's really an amazing freaking show. Uh, I think that Rachel is going to be torn between Adam mm. and Jeremy. She already is. I think Adam to her is basically her job. How it's blocking her in, like he was with his hands. You know when they were kissing. Yeah, up against up the against wall. the wall. It's like that's how she feels. She feels trapped in her job, but she likes it. And she might have that same kind of relationship with Adam, but at the end of the day, Jeremy is obviously the one that's better for her. And but you know, the show needs to go on, so they can't run in the sunset together to produce indie films. Like it's just not going to happen. Um, I want to see definitely Mary turn crazy because I liked that. Like it was, yeah. kinda, it freaked me out. I was like, what? And I'm kind of excited for that. Because I don't like that the girls are just boring dolls, you know? Like, they are people, too. And whether they're crazy or good or what have you, you know? I'm just very excited to see that. All right, guys. Where can we find everyone on the interweb, especially you, Mr. Josh Kelly? Um, well, there's a post office box in <laughs> Maine uh, where I used to live. And you can, if you want to email me... Uh, with it's electric mail. What, what is, is your carrier pigeon? Yes. Uh, carrier <laughs> pigeon how, chimney. How about some Twitters uh, or Instagrams of the world? Just joking, JK. It's a funny guy. It's, is that really yeah. your Twitter? That's pretty good. Yeah, it it is. It's huh. pretty good. I I wanted to do another one, but it was taken, so I couldn't do just joshing JK. <laughs> oh, that's so. But just joking, JK is uh, Twitter and Instagram. I recently made them both the same. It was. For yeah. her request, pretty much. <laughs> and you guys can find me at Nicholas Grava, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I'm at Bobby DeMuro on Twitter. And you can find me, Sam Davidson, at samdavidsonentertainment.com and on Twitter and Instagram at samd43. And of course, AfterBuzz TV at AfterBuzz TV on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, The Works. We will see you guys next week. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. 
to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Can I buzz, buzz you later? <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.